Welcome back, everyone, to Innovative Leadership, and Happy New Year to you. We're back. Uh, took a, a a week off there to start the year, a little winter holiday hiatus for us, uh, but we are very excited to be back here and uh, actually recording pretty close to the release date as well. So this is this is a pretty fresh conversation coming to you. It Stephanie, is. Stephanie Hurd is here. Hello. I, Happy I'm New Ryan, Year. I'm Ryan Stickle. We're back here. Uh, this is just really exciting. This is our second calendar year mm-hmm. of innovative leadership. Uh, it does seem like just yesterday we were talking about, you know, this is something you can throw on when you're poolside and just relaxing. And now it's uh, <laughs> now there's an impending snowstorm. And uh, when this releases, who knows how much snow will be on the ground for that. And um, yeah, and it's just been been quite the journey. It really has been. I mean, I can't believe we just finished up. We, we didn't have a full year of releasing episodes, but we started kind of pre-planning this podcast uh, Q1 of last year, and I think we started releasing episodes Q2. Am I correct? Uh, man. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, and wow, quite the journey. We've had some amazing guests, and we're very grateful to everybody that has been listening to this podcast. I mean, I know I've been blown away by some of the numbers. I certainly expected that at least for the first few episodes, we would be talking to nobody. Um, <laughs> so we appreciate those of you who have allowed us to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. And it's just been very cool because, you know, you talk to different people and it reaches different networks of, you know, Facebook yep. and LinkedIn and just seeing the comments from people. And, uh, you know, I love pr- pretty much every episode we can get like Jason's insight because he'll, he'll uh, you know, repost with his comment on yep. each. It's like, here's how I know this person from back in the day. And it's cool just seeing all those things interwoven together. And uh, people are genuinely happy for other people who come on this show. I mean, people saying congratulations, what an yes. opportunity to come on this podcast. So that's all been very exciting. Yeah. And-, and thank you to our guests that have been sharing the episodes amongst your networks as well. I think uh, shout out to Heather Guestford is currently in the running for our most downloaded episode. Um, <laughs> shout out to her. I know she has a big following of fans who enjoyed listening to that episode. So um, I know at least from the internal innovative folks that have been on the podcast, there's been a little bit of a competition going of who could uh, dethrone Alex Samuel from our most popular episode. That's a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Alex really brought the numbers there. And that was like, what, our second or third show we even did. So it was. Yes. He he got out, got us off to a good start. And uh, the momentum's just kept on rolling here. So uh, today we're going to get you kind of started in 2024. A look ahead to maybe some topics or guests. Uh, And more specifically, kind of what we're doing here at Innovative. We talk a lot about other people and other businesses. And, you know, we mention ourselves and things through our prism uh, pretty regularly. But today we're going to kind of take you inside the world of Innovative because all this EOS talk and all this business talk and, you know, we figure why not just take some time, talk about ourselves. And that can probably give you a little bit better idea of of why we have certain conversations and why we frame things certain ways uh, for for some of our guests who come in. So, um yeah. We can just jump right into it, I guess. Yeah. And, and I mean, we started this podcast um, thinking of we, we want to talk about leadership because that's what we talk about so much. Um, and the the timing of starting the podcast and Innovative really leaning into EOS. We'd been self-implementing for a while and we had um, just started working with a professional implementer. So we thought, gee, that lends itself so well to this conversation that we started envisioning having with this podcast of other business leaders. And EOS has lended itself so well to those conversations, but not all of our guests are um, from EOS shops. They certainly adopt um, themes 
of the platform in their organizations, but some have been more familiar than others. And so we thought, what a great opportunity to just dive a little deeper into this platform that has been our motivation for having some of these conversations. Um, Also coming off of Innovative's first year, working with a professional implementer, kicking off our second year, having gone through that process, I think we have some cool stuff to talk about. Yeah. And I think, you know, talking about other guests who come in when, you know, especially other, you know, people implementing EOS uh, in their business, it's a lot easier, I feel like, to have business conversations when kind of the core or the principle of of how you operate and solve problems is consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that part of the conversation, we can talk about EOS, but that part of the conversation is, you know, kind of taken care of. We can get into the stuff. And that's, I mean, within your own business, that's what EOS allows for. We're not we're not worrying about how to go about solving problems. That's that's right. there. We have the framework for it. Now we can really talk about the issues themselves. And I feel like, you know, we've we've done a lot of that on this on this show. So it's really Absolutely. cool to be able to be able to frame things like that. So uh, this is a big week for us. And, you know, I think whether it's yearly planning or whatever it might be, we're ready to kind of put our foot down and say, all right, let's dive into 2024 with our company meeting on on Friday coming up, uh, the week we're recording this. And uh, I, I can really feel in in the lead up to that how EOS has kind of gotten innovative aligned in certain ways. Uh, various things that maybe are brought up in our L10s, our rock planning session, which we can get to in a little bit as well. Uh, it, it's just been, it's been a different feeling to start this year than last year. I think it's palpable. For sure. And, um, you know, Ryan and I are fresh out of a, a week or two ago, we had our departmental, what we call vision day, where not only did we set our rocks for the quarter, and we've talked about rocks essentially being goals in EOS terms, and um, it's, a, it's a term straight out of the book, Rockefeller Habits as well. Um, we have that every quarter, but then the one that is at the end of the year, we also do our annual planning, setting our annual vision, what do we expect uh, to achieve in the next year. And that was a fun process to be a part of because that was the first time we have done that type of planning in, in different formats, even before EOS. We'd done that type of planning at the leadership level for the company. But I think that was the first time that we took at least that level of annual planning down to the departmental level. So, Ryan, what was that experience like um, I, doing I, that for the first time? It was really cool. And I thought it was so interesting, especially comparing it to to past rock planning sessions where you know, there's a lot of issues maybe thrown out or a lot of ideas, uh, but it didn't feel like it had a, a pure focus. You know, it was, it was like, well, I people understand what rocks are, you know, these 90-day chunks of what do I need to get done? What do I feel like I need to get done? And it, it's, it started to feel like maybe a place where people were just thinking of projects for themselves to do. And that's not the worst way to go about it, right? But uh, it, it kind of lacked that that core focus that the company is maybe having, because I think at the end of the day, you want those rocks to fill in from the top. So everybody's mm-hmm. kind of working toward that common goal. What, what's what's the biggest issue for, for Innovative right now? What are we trying to work for? Um, where are we trying to go? And I think having more of that information at our disposal in that meeting to kind of understand, you know, here's here's a little bit of a preview of that, that mm-hmm. company meeting uh, in January where we do kind of generally go over those things. Um, and so to have that, I feel like there was a real focus in the meeting. I feel like we dug into issues that affected the team and the company overall rather than just individual people. 
Um, but again, through their prism, because everybody, you know, works a little bit differently, does things a little bit differently. And, uh, you know, even within that team has, they have different roles. But I, at the end of the day, I feel like we very organically came up with some rocks mm-hmm. that that very much aligned with with this team's goals and, uh, you know, they're in, under the company goals too. Yeah, and I love that you made that connection to uh, our rocks up to this point felt a little bit more like pro- quarter-long projects that we were picking. And that is a mistake that even at the company level we had made for a while before we really started working with our um, professional EOS implementer. And I think it's a common mistake across all companies where you set these goals for the quarter and it it feels kind of silly if it's a goal that maybe in theory you could just do in a day. Ideally, your your rock is bigger than that. But, um, you know, it's not something that necessarily has to span the entire length of the quarter, but it's your number one priority that if you do nothing else this quarter, if you do this one thing, it's really going to move the needle of the company towards the company's long-term goals. And I think that was a mistake that even at the leadership level, we were picking these rocks. And one, we were trying to make sure that everyone had a rock that was at the company level. And we were trying to make sure that it was, um, everyone's rock was kind of like equal in size and scope so that everybody felt like they were doing an equal amount of work. And that's just not real life. Like each department kind of ebbs and flows with the workload of their day-to-day job. Um, And each department kind of ebbs and flows with where are the priority, like what's most important for the company. Maybe it's fixing a service problem. Maybe it's fixing a sales problem. Maybe there's a a billing issue um, that for that quarter just really needs to be all hands on deck, the thing that we're all working on. And why are we taking just, just so we can say we put everybody's name up there. Um, that was something that we fixed pretty quickly at the leadership level. And I think this vision day um, at the department level really helped get the department team aligned to, okay, we're not just picking this kind of pet project that we're going to work on for the quarter, but we've really decided this is where we want to be as a team at the end of the year. And what chunk of that can I tackle this quarter to help us get closer to that? I feel like it just gave us that um, kind of cohesive vision of what are we working towards in the rocks that we're setting? Yeah. And I think even since that meeting we had, you can feel it in the L10s, some of the things that have trickled down that weren't necessarily, you know, rock session topics or conversations, but went, man, when you know to move it to the issues list, you move it over Mm -hmm. to IDS, we talk about it and we're still working through some of that stuff. But I mean, it's, it's January. We're getting these things out of the way. We're kind of solidifying some more numbers and metrics we're we're looking to hit. Um, and those are, you know, at the moment still ongoing conversations, but I mean, it's, it's the 15th and I feel like, I mean, from where we started, I mean, Mm -hmm. it was, well, I, you know, most of us had a pretty good idea of the year we had, um, maybe had some semblance of an idea just based on past company meetings or some of the stuff that's been uh, talked about in the L10s where we were going this year. But it really wasn't until that meeting that was, you know, a hard starting point of, all right, here we go. Let's lock in and talk about some of this stuff. And that, you know, you open up a little can of worms here and there yep. and it leads to other conversations, but that that fills out your meetings that gives you an idea of what what needs to be done, um, and I mean, you know, that that lent itself really a lot to to some great conversations and um, some really good rocks. And I, based on you know some of the some of the measurables we're looking at this year, I think everyone looked at it and and had a pretty good feeling about it for the most part of 
well, if, you know, if we do this, this is a very successful year. Mm-hmm. I think everybody left that meeting with that feeling and, you know, to, to have, you know, goals like that, that look so good, but also feel pretty attainable. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty special. And, um, you know, when you, when you f- have some good rocks and some good goals filled in there, uh, they all kind of work in, in unison to, to reach that, that bigger company goal. Cause at the end of the day, it's all for, you know, the greater good here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's cool to see how having that big picture and setting that vision of where we want to end up really does inform how we use all of the other tools. So you brought up, you know, our IDS sessions have been more productive since we've set those visions. Um, and even the KPIs and the numbers that we're tracking, I think sometimes you fall into the pitfall of reporting on the numbers that you have, um, the the data points that you've just been tracking, because those are the data points that you've always tracked. So we better report out on them because those are the numbers that we have. Um, but when we looked at what where do we want to end up as a company or as a department at the end of the year? Well, if we want to, you know, if we want to achieve a certain thing, we better be able to track that. And sometimes when we looked at it, we were like, well, gee, we don't even have an easy place to pull this information from. Yeah. Oh, I bet that's why we haven't done it up to this point. (laughs) Maybe we better solve that problem first. (laughs) So that was a pretty easy, all right, Q1 rock. We better figure out how the heck to track this. Um, So it's just cool to see it all kind of come together. And it really is that simple sometimes where, you know, something's a problem. It's as simple as bringing it up and talking about it because then you realize you have that problem because of this problem. And you just kind of follow that little, I guess, you know, chain of issues and, you know, some of them are going to be bigger issues than you realized or maybe some unknown surprises. Uh, but, man, once you once you identify it and you know how to work through it and talk through it and bring it to a meeting, because you can't you can't solve issues unless you you know bring it to these meetings. Mm-hmm. You talk with somebody about it because uh, so much of it, just whether it's team input or just team work, uh, it's just kind of impossible to, to solve solve issues if they're just not even known or identified. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the reason it's IDS because identify is is the first part of that. And, you know, it's it's been really cool to see. And I mean, that's been something that's that's been kind of building momentum uh, over the past year or so. But man, it really, it, it kind of culminated, I felt like, uh, in this rock planning session. Yeah. And I think the, the piece that surprised me the most, and we're, we're talking we're talking like it's all roses and sunshine and so easy and and we're such a healthy team that do everything <laughs> we do everything so well and that's not always the case we definitely have our faults we definitely have our issues that we have to work through um, but my one of my biggest takeaways from our uh, leadership vision day that we then um, did a flavor of with our departmental vision day is a team health exercise. And if you had asked me prior um, to these sessions, do we have a healthy team? I would have said, yes, absolutely. We have, our team is very healthy. We have great discussions. We get along with each other well. Um, And one of the things that came out of that session is, you know, getting along with each other and being nice to each other isn't necessarily always a sign of a healthy team. Um, Conflict and how you navigate conflict. And if your team isn't having conflict enough, that could be a sign of maybe your team health could be a little bit better. So to do some of these things, I mean, to come up with maybe new metrics, to say we want to be at a certain spot and we want to track something that maybe we haven't tracked before and we all kind of know in our gut we haven't been doing super great at this thing. There's a reason nobody's raised their hand and said, hey, I want to track <laughs> this thing. Um, 
that takes a pretty healthy team and that can be a vulnerable place to put those numbers out there when you know the data's not going to look so hot the first couple of times you start reporting on them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that, that takes a healthy team to be able to do that. Yeah, and it can be difficult to be the one to bring up an issue. Yeah. Even if you know everybody knows it's an issue. And, you know, part of having that structure in place and, you know, the accountability in place is to be able to feel comfortable to bring that issue up or... Maybe it's not even a, a team issue. It's it's a you issue, but you need to bring it to the table to let everybody know like, hey, I don't want to get left behind on this or, you know, I know you guys feel this, but I feel this way. And that's all right because we're different people. And we're mm-hmm. going to operate differently. And so to, to kind of have that open discussion where somebody feels comfortable enough to, to bring it to the table and then we can all sit there respectfully and, and hash it out. And I mean, there might be disagreements and there are from time to time. Uh, but it's it it never feels like oh this this is this meeting's ruined or mm-hmm. oh you know here comes this another speed bump it's it's like oh well this is good this is brought up because I think it's going to lead to better conversation mm-hmm. yeah that um, just transparent candor and willingness to bring things up that you know might generate a little bit of conflict and do it in a way that's respectful but also you're not beating around the bush you're not afraid you know everybody kind of checks their their feelings at the door and knows that it's not personal, um, knows that it's it's an issue that somebody feels is getting in our way from achieving a goal that we've, if we've truly all agreed that these are the goals, then nobody should have a kind of any personal feelings about bringing up an issue that's um, standing in the way of us achieving that goal. And, but also how you bring it up, you know, it's, it can't be a personal attack on somebody is the right. reason why it's a, we're we're seeing this, and if this continues, we're not going to be able to do this. Can you help me? I would be solved if we could stop doing it that way so that we can get this result. And then yeah. let's all talk about it. The, the, at the end of the day, the conflict should be born out of the want to succeed. Yep. Right? It's, it's not, well, I don't want to do that, or I don't want to work with this person on this project. Yep. It should be, I'm bringing up, you know, my, you know, I guess if you want to call them grievances, to the table here because I'm not sure that this is the right move. I'm not sure maybe this isn't the right goal project rock for me specifically. Uh, those types of conversations can come up. And, you know, I felt like, you know, coming from that personal view, you know, my position is so different within our sales team, but I still feel like my rock while contributing to that goal is something that is also going to make my life a little bit easier mm-hmm. and, you know, help my numbers a little bit from the, you know, a more selfish point of view on it. And, but I, that's an okay thing. I feel like, because I think at the end of the day, everyone's picked something or worked their way into a rock where it should be something that you can accomplish yourself. Um, maybe it benefits you more than others, but at the end of the day, if it helps achieve that overall goal, then, you know, <laughs> go for it. Let's do it put it down on the rock sheet. And I mean, that's, that's where the, that's where the kind of secret sauce comes in versus, Oh, well, let's all have to pick a, a personal project for mm-hmm. the, for the quarter here. So. And, and this has been an interesting muscle to watch, especially a sales team um, flex because sales is by nature, such an individual sport. <laughs> yeah. um, and m- most traditional salespeople are, they're they're measured by their individual metrics, and it's not necessarily always a collaborative environment. Um, so this has been 
a, a fun transition to be part of seeing a sales team truly start to collaborate and know, yeah, you know, everybody still has their individual numbers that they have to hit at the end of the day. But if as a company, we want to get to a certain place, then as a department, as a team, we have to get to this certain place and creating an environment where one salesperson can come and say, um, I, based on the customers that I have, I don't think I'm going to do, I'm going to be able to pull my weight on this particular thing this quarter, but here's mm-hmm. what I think I am going to do. Um, who, who maybe can help make that up? Because as a company, we still have this place we have to get to. Like, that's a really, and again, I don't want to give the perception that we are perfect by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, but that's a really interesting place to watch, especially a sales team get to, because that is not the way most sales sales operations operate. No, and in sales, it can be very easy to for everyone to just be like, I want to hit quota. I need to yep. hit quota. But that's it. Let's do that. And, you know, if that's what I'm working toward, then what I'm doing is fine, right? Yep. And I think at, there's times where that should just be the focus because sometimes it needs to be, right? Yeah. You still have to do, I mean, you still have to keep the you lights on. You have to make money. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to keep our people paid and we have to keep the lights on and we have to be able to function. But beyond that, hopefully we can do that in a, in a way that is collaborative and feels good and makes us all excited to come to work. Right. And, you know, you have a, you go into a quarter, maybe you're feeling a little, you know, numbers are feeling a little healthier, maybe outlook's a little bit better. So it's like, well, what can we do now to spend some time supporting whatever the current effort is? Uh, you know, do we need to support new business this quarter? Do, does our marketing need, need an overhaul this quarter? Uh, are customers relationships with us good? Or like, do we need to focus on that? And, you know, just identifying that to start and then figuring out what do we need to do? What are kind of some measurables or some tasks we can complete in this quarter to then reach that, you know, whatever milestone or whatever feeling it might be. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes it, it's hard to, you know, kind of have a tangible goal for certain things. It might just be, I want to feel better about where I stand with most of my clients this quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's not something necessarily I can measure. You know, we can send out so many surveys or have so many just conversations and you can flat out just ask people. Um, but even then, what if, what if one of them's not totally honest with you? It's hard to, right. hard to measure that, that thing. And uh, so stuff like that can, can be a little bit tricky to deal with. But again, that's why we have those meetings to talk through it. Mm-hmm. So we definitely had some of those conversations where, some sometimes it's just based on a feeling and that's where sales gets so weird, right? Mm-hmm. It's not ones and zeros. You're dealing with a lot of people and this podcast deals with people <laughs> and it's, it's just not black and white every time. There's going to be times where you can't really measure something. Uh, it's just a matter of, can we get close to maybe measuring it? Is there another, you know, tangible number we can hold on to that will maybe improve if this feeling becomes better? And man, that sounds like a lot when you describe it like that, but that's why these sessions have to be multi-hour things or sometimes mm-hmm. multi-day things, depending on, you know, what department, what group is meeting. Um, so, but without the, you know, because we don't have to sit and talk about what's the structure of this meeting, what do these goals, what do these measurables look like? Mm-hmm. How do we assign tasks? Because all of that's taken care of, it becomes a lot easier to actually talk through what these issues are. Yeah, and it gives, especially for a department like sales, and I, I know we're talking a lot about sales, but that's just happens to be the departmental session we <laughs> sit in the most. Um, because we have these types of goals, and it is more than just hitting quota, and, and you still have to hit quota, 
But these types of KPIs give you those leading indicators so that I know in a lot of sales organizations, you see, um, you know, a salesperson's like, oh gosh, like, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but let me just keep my head down, keep powering forward until I'm, I'm either going to hit it or I'm not. And then we'll figure out what that means. Um, but this kind of gives you those leading indicators to be like, hmm, this isn't working out the way I kind of hoped it was, but I still have time. I have time to figure something else out. Hopefully you have good team health where you can bring that to the table and say, hey team, do you have any other ideas for me? Here's what I've got. Here's what my clients are doing this quarter. Um, what can we what what can we talk about? Do you have any advice? Help me out. Um, that's a, a really unique place, I think, especially for a sales team to get to. Yeah, and that's where you know, that, that kind of, it's basically an open forum. It, it opens up for people to, to bring those issues up because there's going to be times where it's, you know, this is, you know, my scorecard and I have to hit these numbers and I'm struggling to hit them. And that's all I really have time for. I don't have, you know, these rocks are great and, and all that, but man, I'm off track on this and the quarter's almost up and those are issues you can bring up and should feel comfortable because man, you don't want to be in a position where, well, if I bring this up, I'll get yelled at. So I'll just put my head down. Rock fails. Well, I don't hit quota. And then it's, well, what are you really accomplishing at that point? You need that team help. You can't just, it's not just a bunch of individual efforts. This is all, it's all teamwork no matter what department you're in. I think it also helps set the expectations with your colleagues, either in your department or out of your department, if they understand what your priorities are, what is the number one thing that you're focusing on, then, you know, if you have to cancel a meeting or you can't help set up for the company lunch or, you know, something else that you said that you would do, but you have to change that because of this other thing that everybody has agreed on is the most important thing for you to be spending your time with. It just helps encourage that team health um, by people not, you know, everybody might still be annoyed that they have to pick up the slack (laughs) on setting up for the company lunch. But um, if we've all agreed that that is the most important thing for you to be doing, they at least understand, they understand why. Um, And that, Hey, for us to keep doing this thing that we're all going to pitch in and help on because we can't get your help over here you focusing over here is the best thing for the company to be doing. Yeah. And I think as we get closer to this company meeting and, you know, just from the conversations we've had, that's, that's the biggest difference to me this year is not just within our own department, but you can, you kind of can feel where other departments are going to be going this year as well, because Mm -hmm. you know, everybody is really starting to align under those big company goals. And so it's probably going to be less of a maybe mystery or surprise whatever the other departments come up with in this this company meeting on Friday. Cause it'll be like, oh yeah, I've been hearing this as well. Our goals from, you know, our department's perspective, mm-hmm. we're working toward that same thing. Um, and, you know, I think that's probably, you know, EOS EOS has really lent itself to that in terms of our company meetings, because they used to be several hour long. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a full morning, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right, eight AM sharp basically till yep. almost lunchtime. Yep. And you know, we've been very intentional about shorten, shortening those meetings because nobody wants to sit their meeting that long if it can be avoided. But also because of that EOS structure, you don't need to hear every single detail in that big company meeting. We can talk about that on Monday morning or right. we, we can, you know, if that needs just if it can just be in a one to one, you know, for whatever reason, it can go there. Filter these things out to where they need to be and we can save the big idea stuff for that company meeting 
90 minutes flat and then and then we're out of there but you get i feel like you get so much more out of it because when you throw so much info at somebody it almost becomes nothing but when it's just the big ideas it's just home run after home run of like all right that's a cool goal all right that's what this department's doing i think it it lands a lot better with people yeah and i think some of that too that evolution of starting some of those those meetings started to get really long because we were approaching them through the perspective of every department should get their fair share of time. And while that's a a great goal to have, like I said, you know, the priorities are going to shift from a spotlight on one department over the other. And to kind of just fill the time with another department because we want to make sure that everybody has that equal, equal time to say the most important thing going on in their department. Well, there might be two most important things going on in one department that from a company level and the most important thing for this other department maybe isn't as important for the company level to talk about. Um, and, and also the L10s giving us the mechanism to share some of this information from department to mar- department. And if it truly is an issue that's rising, that's affecting a lot of people, it's going to come up through the L10s and it's going to get solved that way. And the communication is going to disseminate that way. So that the big things that we talk about in the company meeting are truly the EOS related, we revise this core process. These are the things that are so important for every single person in the company to hear from the person that developed the core process. So we can, you know, EOS calls it FBA, followed by all. Um, Focusing on those types of things at the company meeting level has been a shift. Yeah. A beneficial shift, I think. Well, we see all the time now, someone will bring up an issue knowing that maybe this particular team can't solve it and all it takes is somebody to go, okay, I will, you know, like if you're in a a leadership meeting or whatever it might be, say, I can move it to this meeting. Yep. I'll bring it up. And because we can, if you need it this week, I can prioritize it this week because we do that in those meetings as well. I'll bring it back next week with an answer Mm -hmm. and then it's solved instead of, well, I'll email so-and-so and, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, I can loop you in on that. But because it's not at a meeting, it's just kind of a task for somebody. And then that can get lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. of the stuff you get from the meetings. And, yep. you know, just on a week-to-week basis, we have full-time jobs. You know, if it's an extra task or an extra issue, then it's we have to prioritize it a little bit differently. Yep. So it allows for that. There's not – there's there you don't hear as often, I, I don't feel like, these big pressing, you know, issues or not necessarily the big ones, but the kind of day-to-day issues where it's – Hey, you know, over here in, you know, the project team is has solved this. No, you'd probably hear that in an L10, not at the company meeting. Right. Correct. Um, and those are gonna be initiative. If they truly are big, like every department's probably gonna have a piece of that initiative and they're gonna understand their role and that's all gonna get hashed out as opposed to doing this big presentation and then every leader doing a similarly large presentation <laughs> on what their thing was. Um and and again, it was it wasn't all that bad uh, back in the day, but we've we've definitely improved it and streamlined it. No, I I don't think I'd ever call even the longer because I think I I was here for like the last one that was like yeah. one of the longer versions of it in the morning. I, it's it wasn't you know it wasn't boring. No, it's long. It's hard to sit for a while, and you can have your little breaks here and there. But um, you know, you can feel the focus more, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's just easier to engage with it and be extra attentive. And locked in on what's being said. Because, yeah, if somebody's sitting there and just going through a lot of numbers, it truly might not mean quite as much to certain people in the room 
And it's like, well, okay, I understand the importance of this, yep. but I, you know, I just don't need to sit here and hear all of it. And it's, it's so, and when it's so pointed and direct and relates to every single person in the room, like it can be so energizing to leave those meetings and be like, yeah, oh yeah, like we did this and we, you know, we missed the mark a little bit here, but this is what we're going to do next quarter to write the ship. And um, this is where we are. This is the progress we've already seen. Like that can be so energizing to get everybody all on board to go back and just kind of see where they fit. Um, it's just such a cool thing to witness. I think it's interesting that at least for me, and I think most people would probably agree that our company meetings feel kind of exciting. There's kind of a gravitas to it almost where if you hear the term just out in the world, company meeting, that doesn't <laughs> sound like the most interesting thing. But because we focus on like the big ideas and we talk about, we might, you know, here's where we want to be in, you know, three or 10 years. Some of that 10 year stuff is really exciting to hear. Because you hear this is a 10-year goal and because that's 10 years will fly by, but it is a long mm-hmm. time. Some of that stuff is like almost hard to fathom. But then once you break it down to the yearly stuff and it's like, yeah, we're right on track for this. And it's uh, that makes it really cool and it it makes it a lot easier to get up in the morning and work when you know you're actually working towards something. Because yep. we've talked about that before with our meetings where when you look ahead, to, to some of these goals, some of them are uh, extremely realistic. Mm-hmm. Some of them might feel a little more lofty. But at the end of the day, if you can sit there and say, well, we're on track for this goal in 10 years, that's a very cool thing. And it just shows a, a true alignment, a true focus. And I mean, that's that's the whole reason this, this EOS stuff even mm-hmm. exists is to just keep that in place, keep that and give it a structure. Yeah. And going back to the being excited about the company meetings, I think too, one in in the hybrid world that we work in where so many people are working remotely and even, you know, pre-pandemic and before we worked in that hybrid environment. I mean, this office, we had a, a large chunk of our team that were field service. So they spent the majority of their time out at customer locations. Um, sales also spent a majority of their time out at customer locations. And so did our project team. So um, it's always been an opportunity to see everybody face to face, which I think is always energizing when this group gets together. And we've, through hybrid working, we have continued to prioritize face to face company meetings. Um, we have a few full time remote employees, and we prioritize when they come back, um, trying to get them back twice a year at a minimum and having that built around a time when they can get face to face with a lot of other team members. Often that ends up being a company meeting. Um, which is just cool to see people that you don't always see face to face or you, you might spend most of your time talking to them on a, a Teams call and things like that. It just kind of energizes it. And we also make sure that in the agenda we have some time built in for downtime and we always have lunch and yeah. just, just a chance to get together. And that's cool when you, you go because we know we have it across the street now and <laughs> you, you go over and you see these faces come in and it's I mean, it's it's, you know, there's a lot of them. And it's yeah. <laughs> it's to no but to no one's fault where it's I see you first Friday of the month lunch and I see you at company meetings because it's there's just really <laughs> outside of the the some random meetings here and there like our our jobs don't interact much because this company's you know continuing to yeah. grow and people just work in different places doing mm-hmm. very different jobs and uh, it's just very cool to to get back with those people and catch up how are you doing how are things going and. You know, talk to this person who got a promotion since you last saw him. And yep. that stuff's just so cool. And, um, 
you know, it's just like a, I don't even know. It's almost like a coming together for like a big reunion mm-hmm. or something each, each, every few months. So it, it really is. And, you know, I realized that I didn't get a chance on this podcast to congratulate you on um, your award at the last company meeting, which I know you'll be oh, yeah. handing off. Um, so Ryan was selected. So this would have been Q4 2023 as our employee of the quarter. It's one of the awards that we give out at every company meeting. Um, and and sadly, you're going to be handing that trophy onto our Q1 employee of the quarter. <laughs> but um, it, it was a good reign and well-deserved indeed. It was. It was I, it'll <laughs> It'll look a little more empty on my desk without the uh, <laughs> without the trophy there, but yeah, I mean that was just such a huge honor. Um, you know, coming around the time I completed my first year here, uh, just to have that and knowing how great the rest of this team is. I mean, there's some amazing people here who, you know, y- you could pick probably ten or twenty people you <laughs> feel like they should win it every single uh, quarter. But yeah, I mean that was just awesome. It was such a surprise. I had my you know, I post on social media for, for innovative. I had my camera ready to take the picture of whoever won. And, uh, I just had to hand my phone off to, I think it was Charlie ended up taking the picture (laughs) of me. So that was really cool. And, um, you know, probably couldn't have gotten there without this podcast. That was a really cool milestone (laughs) also. Uh, so thank you podcast for, for that. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was really cool. And that's, that's part of it also, man, people, people get recognized for that type of stuff. And the, our fun awards are always Mm -hmm. something, very specific and usually kind of funny, but at the same time, it rewards someone for hard work or travel or whatever it might be. Uh, that's always fun. And you can feel the support in the room. Yep. People people like to, it's not a hollow clap. There's no golf claps involved in, the, in those <laughs> announcements. And, and this company meeting, we have a, a very big award that's coming up that gets passed once a year. I think it's the only one where it's never a surprise of who it's going to ahead of time, but we will be passing the fantasy football trophy off, oh to, the, off to the winner. Um, yeah, it, we have we have quite the fantasy football league here every year, um, and it's always interesting. There's always different people float to the top, um, but yeah, this year I think our commissioner actually, our league commissioner finally won, um, <laughs> and he's finally getting to have the trophy. We have a really cool internal trophy. Um, we'll have to make sure we get it on social media if it's not already there. Um, but it is a, it has like a wooden base with a bronze cast of this guy in a football <laughs> helmet just like sitting in a couch and it's the innovative fantasy football trophy it's really cool yeah we'll have to get some good photos that person can have their <laughs> their moment of glory i don't i don't know i don't know how much the word's gotten out about that because you know if you're not in the league you That's obviously true. don't know but we'll save it you'll see it on social media That's true. Uh, if you're listening week of it'll be this friday so i'm um, looking forward to that as well and uh that one i'm, I'm probably not going to be quite as happy about i'm not happy <laughs> about I, I came in third place as my first year in the league. You know, I'm not going to complain too much, but oh, we were so close. <laughs> yeah, well, and you did much better than I did. I did not even make the playoffs this year. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to win the league, I think, two years ago, and it has been downhill since then. We yeah. are in our rebuilding years for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of those That's one of those fun things at work where, I mean, people – genuinely get along and i mean it's not even for money just for that trophy nope. for the recognition <laughs> but uh people are still into it and we have some some fun uh group chat conversations on sunday afternoons uh not too much trash talk we're very respectful <laughs> but uh i still get very angry at it yeah, so. <laughs> a, a little bit of trash talk i think is is good for a, a healthy team <laughs> yeah that's where the conflict comes in right 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 <laughs> fantasy football still applies <laughs> so that's where we stand 
in 2024. We have a very exciting year coming up for this podcast. Um, you know, we got some guests already scheduled. Uh, we have some some travel scheduled. We, we do. We'll, 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 uh, we'll keep this under wraps, but uh, the Innovative Leadership Podcast is going on the road. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been it's been scheduled. It's been confirmed. We'll have more details as we get closer to that. Uh, but very exciting for us. This podcast has been fun. We've we've talked to a lot of people, but we haven't left this conference room. Actually, we have not, and we have prioritized. I know a lot of podcasts record um, virtually, and we certainly have the capabilities to do that. We have all the technology we need to do that. Um, but there's just something about the quality of the conversation when you get people in the room. So we have always offered um, to travel. Our, our setup is portable to travel to our guests if that is more important. Um, and we are we're going on the roads this quarter. Yeah, yeah, very fun, very exciting. I don't. I it might be a little bit of a surprise where we're going when we let people know, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll let you simmer on that. Think of your your possible uh, scenarios for 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 where we're going. But yeah, this is a very cool time and. You know, it just continues to grow and we're very happy for it. Thankful for everyone who listens and shares, comments, um, you know, whether it's some person I've never met on LinkedIn or Facebook sharing it or if it's somebody in the office, uh, you know, letting me know they listened to the the recent episode and really enjoyed it. All of it means so much and, you know, we wouldn't continue to do it if people didn't listen. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it was just a, a bunch of zeros every week. Uh, it might be hard to continue to do it, but you know we get excited for this, and I, this is our first time recording, and probably close to a month here after our little hiatus. And I was excited to get in here and record an episode and get it up this week. It's gonna be gonna be exciting. Get back in the groove here on innovative leadership here in 2024. So I think we'll wrap okay. it up there. Happy New Year, everyone! Yes, Happy New Year, and you know, be careful. Hopefully, you have the opportunity to just stay inside for some of the snow. Might be an inch, might be a foot. You never really know around here, but uh, wherever you're at, hopefully you're cozied in listening to our podcast and we'll have uh, more exciting stuff in the coming weeks, months, and hopefully years. <laughs> so uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. For Stephanie Hurd, I'm Ryan Stickle. Innovative Leadership 2024. Here we come.